0: Good morning and welcome to Wise Health for Women. We are going to be talking about burnout today, something that I know resonates with so many of you, certainly resonates with me, and we'll just have a candid, no-holds-barred, no bar how do you say that, no-holds-barred discussion about burnout in women because I think we are so much the responsibility aholics we think we can manage it all and managing it all just simply means we're spreading ourselves so thinly that a lot of times there are consequences to being all much as we said in our opening you know we give a lot to other people all the time so i'm welcoming today our guest Megan Winkler and Megan welcome to our show today thank you so much i'm so thrilled to be here i'm so glad to talk about this topic because I think that so many times we will look at our, our lives and we'll say, you know, we're, we're doing so much. Isn't this marvelous? And there's so many balls in the air. And then you also recognize a creeping fatigue, mm-hmm. uh, a malaise, mm-hmm. uh, something that's not quite right. But you keep on going. Mm-hmm. You just keep pushing because you did before so you can do it again. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we don't recognize what burnout looks like and i would love for us to paint a picture for our listeners today about all the various ways burnout can manifest itself and why yeah and and how to you know perhaps avoid or um minimize because it's going to happen at some point or another i think yeah. and and how we how we cope with it because we can be better at everything we do if we can manage to avoid a complete meltdown those happen sometimes too (laughs) they do you know they do and when we get back up and go again but it'd be nice to not have those extremes so let's talk about you know what does burnout feel like how does it manifest itself because there are a lot of ways it manifests itself and some people may go oh i didn't even connect that
1: yeah yeah so there's so many different ways and before I dive into it, like in full, um, vulnerability and, and all that is I, I had my own little burnout kind of meltdown over the weekend. <laughs> so like. Oh, so recent. Perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I. Um both practicing what I preach, but also, you know, I'm human too. And so I just want everybody to know that if I'm sitting here talking about like burnout or what a burnout meltdown kind of looks like or whatever, it comes from a place of experience as well. Um, so this is really fresh for me. So it's, it's I'm going to kind of draw from my own experience, but also sure. from my client's experience as well. Burnout kind of comes in different ways. Like burnout I've seen come in the form of anxiety believe it or not. So if you struggle with um, anxiety or depression in your life, your burnout kind of intensifies that. And there's this weird like dual part to burnout where you, at the same time that you're just like, go, 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 going. You also are like, Oh, I've got to do more. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. And it creates this really anxious cycle and you're really beating yourself up and it just, it just kind of spirals into exhaustion. Mm-hmm. It like, it can spiral into, um, a lot of like negative or low mood, right? So like your, your temper is a lot shorter or, um, you have a hard time dragging yourself out of bed. It feels like dragging, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certainly not a physician, but, um, you know, there's countless studies out there that show how stress and burnout can lead to things like metabolic syndrome mm-hmm. and help, you know, keep weight on your body because you're so stressed out like all the time. So it could look like sleepless nights, believe it or not, which is strange because when you're hitting that burnout point, you're so tired. But it's like you just can't get your body and your mind to stop. Right. Um, you know, you know, and it, I mean, it can look like emotional outbursts or it could look like withdrawing into yourself and not wanting to do anything with people. So it like there's not like one way that burnout presents. It's so many different ways.
0: I kind of sum it up with there are physical, mental mm-hmm. and emotional tidbits that come back and look like exhaustion in many mm-hmm. forms. So you're physically tired. But cannot sleep well because your mind is racing. Mentally, you can become very foggy, mm-hmm. and the clarity of thought. I was when I when I'm getting to one of those periods. I'm always careful to back out of the garage very carefully <laughs> because at one point I remember taking a mirror off the car when oh, no. I simply wasn't. Yeah, you know, it was kind of an expensive goof. Um, yep. And then the emotional exhaustion—you mm-hmm. just simply can't uh, raise the. And it's not even energy. You can't raise the joy that you once could raise. Yes. And so it, it manifests your, your mental health and your physical health are so closely tied together. And I would venture to say that your spiritual health often suffers at the same time too.
1: Oh, it does. It absolutely does. And it's, it's wild because, um, at least for me, and I'm, I'm sure there's some other people out there like that. Um, at the same time that I'm feeling depleted and like brain foggy, I'm also, other parts of my brain are on, like, high alert, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just in that stress state. You're in that fight-or-flight state all the time. And, yeah, like a rear-view mirror on your car is a low priority for your fight-or-flight state,
0: you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well and, so be, well, and it well, but it can also, it's very additive. Oh, and yeah. so when you start to feel it, you mm-hmm. you don't really react to it because, okay, there's a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. But as it accumulates, your your hormones can go off, you can begin to feel very differently. I think the hardest part that I've always experienced and heard many other women talk about is that you you kind of hide it because everybody else is out there being superwoman, why can't you? Mm-hmm. And there's a certain amount of shame, I must be less than uh, I start to doubt, mm-hmm. and i don't think this is isolated. I think that this happens yeah. to a lot of people because you really you're doing the best you can, and yet which is how many of us were raised. Just do the best you can, and no one can ask you to do more. but somehow, we are our harshest critics we are, and somehow.
1: Along the way, doing the best you can turned into do everything you can. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it's just, it's not feasible, but we still put all this pressure on ourselves to be, you know, amazing at work, amazing at home, do all the things, get all the errands done, you know, take care of everyone else in our lives, you know, be able to put put ourselves last. Yeah, exactly. You know, be able to drop everything. If your best friend calls and says, Oh my gosh, I need a wine night because this horrible thing happened at work, you know, and at the end of the week or the month or or whatever, where's your energy at? When have you cared for yourself? And, you know, replenish that energy that you've been giving to everyone else and everything else in your
0: life. It's funny. I I can remember years ago thinking that, you know, we could change the world, that it wouldn't be that we have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned the myth of that. Uh, any anybody who has you know uh managed <coughs> excuse me family and work and education and anything of uh, you know caregiving within a family knows that you you can't do it all and i think one of the hardest things to do is to learn to offload to delegate to ask for help because yeah. that can help stave off you know the accumulation of all the stress because doing it all who are you really hurting? Not only yourself, but everybody around you. Yeah, exactly. And the people that either
1: work with you or are your family, you know, people that care about you and have an interest in you, they would rather help you out, Mm -hmm. you know, and people don't usually don't say, no, I'm not going to help you. I mean, they might be busy or something, but it's people aren't usually that, coldly dismissive, but they would rather help you out and get a better experience out of it for them too. than you know, have you stressed out of your mind and snapping at them and not having any
0: time to help
1: anybody else out, you
0: know? (laughs) Well, and I think the, the other thing that we do is we don't ask for help. Because we're too proud, yeah, or we think that will reflect that we can't manage it, and we, we think we're all together. And I think so accepting help. The flip side of that, that it took me a long time to realize, was that by not allowing people to help me, I deprived them of yeah. the way of being able to help a situation. Mm-hmm. And so give and take is actually very important for family relationships, friends, you name it, because you can't always just give give give. You you're depriving the other person if that makes sense. Oh,
1: it does. It does. It's kind of like Christmas gifts, right? Or holiday mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. It's like the the fun is really in the giving and you know, it's part I think of the the human experience is we do want to care for each other and take care of each other, mm-hmm. and and like you said, if you deny that to another person, especially somebody that's close to you, you know, you're really preventing them from doing the things that their heart and soul prompts them to do.
0: Well, and I think we were put on this earth to help other people too. Okay. So we we sometimes can help people by acts of kindness mm-hmm. and. By also accepting them for ourselves, I think sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is to accept that I, I, I really do want help, and I would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. and I agree with you. people are generally kind, yes. because that's I think i I know we live in a polarized world, but I still believe that kindness exists and that mm-hmm. the give and the take of of life it's there, don't you think so?
1: Oh, I do. Absolutely. I, I love to approach the world with the assumption that people are kind and, um, my personal experience is that that's usually the case and we are all here to help each other. It's just a little scary to to reach out and say, Hey, I need help. I can't shoulder this burden myself.
0: Well, I think it's that vulnerability you were talking about, Mm -hmm. um, because and we'll come on to this after the break, but there is, such a highlight reel that is presented out to the world all the time that I think sometimes people are surprised what's really there and would be very related, (laughs) relatable if they knew and if we were more honest and open with one another. We're going on a short break. We will be right back to talk with Megan Winkler. Stay tuned. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond.
3: According to the American Cancer Society, over 240,000 men will develop prostate cancer this year. Many men will also be diagnosed with an enlarged prostate. BPH is a non-cancerous increase in the size and number of cells that make up the prostate. Harvard Medical School recommends exercise for prostate cancer prevention. They state that regular exercise pairs down your risk of developing some deadly problems, including heart disease, stroke, and certain types of cancers. And although few studies have directly assessed the impact of exercise on prostate health, those that have been done have concluded that exercise is beneficial. If you are a man, take the advice of reputable health institutions and make daily exercise your mode of operation. Not only are you defending yourself against most cancers, you're also increasing your quality of life. I'm Annette Hammond.
2: Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And yes, called in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Megan Winkler about burnout, especially in women. And we talked so far about the physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion pieces that can show and manifest. We mentioned the shame and the doubt that comes from just doing too much and spreading ourselves too thinly. I want to take us to the next step, which I think does happen for many people if it has started to accumulate to a point, which is that suddenly your mindset changes from the kindness we mentioned and the openness to something more of cynicism, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit darker, uh, a callousness that creeps in because you're trying so desperately to stay on top of things mm-hmm. that you can't have everything be a priority. If everything's a priority, nothing is a priority. Exactly. And so to deal with it, I... I you can start to snap at people. You can, uh, as I said, be cynical, um, less kind. Yeah. And, you know, that can be an alert to those around you that, ooh, okay, you're not sounding like you. What can I do to help? That's a good friend if someone does that. But oftentimes we're alone at this point or we've isolated ourselves because we're still trying to hold it tightly together. Mm-hmm. But talk about the 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 way we can with our mindset change, change how we speak and interact with others. So
1: I love that you are bringing up this point. Um, I can always tell when I am not even at the burnout point, but just at the, I've taken on too much or I'm feeling really stressed point mm-hmm. when I find myself saying, I just can't help another person right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, Is kind of my signal to myself, okay, you need to stop. Um, and kind of reassess the situation, fix your priorities, all that. But I could not do that if I did not, in times of low stress, really practice mindfulness and really practice listening to myself and listening to my emotions in a non-stressed out state. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because the last time you you never want to try and start a mindfulness practice, and I'm talking about mindfulness overall way beyond you know meditation or anything like that. You don't ever want to start those practices or start trying to tune into your emotions when you're stressed out of your mind because you're not going to be able to because your brain is just says, I, I don't need to do this right now. I have to take care of all of these tasks, you know, um, and the consequence of kind of not maintaining that balance throughout your life, especially during times of non-stress is that when you are stressed out, you can, like you said, start getting super cynical and start taking things really personally. Mm-hmm. You start looking at like, you know, if you've got a, a customer or a client at work that says, Hey, can you send me over this PDF? And you know, you sent it over last week. You're like, why are you wasting my time? (laughs) Not that you're going to say it to them, but like, that's what clicks. You're thinking it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well that's not fair to them because they're not doing it to add something to your plate. They don't, Mm -hmm. they may not know that your plate is already super full. So, um, but you know, our, our, our patterns of behavior and our patterns of emotion and our patterns of mindset, they are self-serving and they are like, it's kind of self feeding, you know, and it turns into a cycle of, you know, I can't believe people want all of these unreasonable things from me. And they, they're not unreasonable, but it turns into that cycle where you feel overwhelmed all the time. And it's really hard
3: to break that.
0: Right. I have a friend who, uh, when she gets this way, she says, I just don't like people today. Yeah. And I, and I, I understand. And sometimes I wish I worked with plants rather than people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it is an indicator. And I, I think one of the things I hope we can impress on our listeners today is that tuning in and recognizing when those things are happening is just as important as other people saying, wow, um, you seem really stressed. You know, is, is there something special going on?
3: Yeah.
0: Because if that comes at the right time, good. You can mm-hmm. ask for help, etc. But at other times, that may be just when you say, no, just having a bad day. And yeah. you miss the opportunity to engage with that mm-hmm. person. And we are so isolated these days. And you can see it on certain Facebook groups that there's a culture. You know, it can be snarky. Uh, there can be other groups that are just delightfully warm and supportive. And part of this is when you feel you go into one of those stages is to make sure you surround yourself with people that feed you, not deplete you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people, is that good th- advice? I that's think what I do. So. Yeah, I think it's great advice.
1: And, and people that will, with kindness and, and good intention, say, hey, what's going on? Not people that because we all know people that have a tendency to be argumentative. Mm -hmm. And if you're in that approaching burnout state and you snap at somebody and instead of them saying, Hey, that didn't seem like you, what's going on? They fight back because of whatever's going on in their life. That turns into a huge blow up and the issue never gets addressed, but it does add a whole bunch of stress to you. So yeah, finding, those people, those communities um that are supportive is absolutely key to dealing with with any kind of stress, in my opinion.
0: well, I also think that friendships can break mm-hmm. at, at points, and no matter how deep the friendship, you know sometimes things that are said, you can't unsay them, you can't mm-hmm. unhear them, and unless you are remarkable um and immediately you know. Say, I'm so sorry. I, you know, this is happening in my world and I'm, I'm not doing well. I thought Mm -hmm. I was, but I'm not. You can put rifts in your life that further isolate you and further make it so that you're on your own. And, and that is scary because, Mm -hmm. you know, it might have been a stray remark on your part, but boy, did it hit its target and you did not mean to wound. You were simply trying to defend yourself. And Mm -hmm. the the person happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree with that completely. So in terms of our our speech patterns, I would say that that is a time for a red flag to come up personally. Mm Because if that's not the way you normally behave, if your language has suddenly gone off the rails, mm-hmm. if you're normally a salty speaking person, okay, fine. But okay. if you're finding yourself behaving in a way that you don't normally, we all know what happens when we get stressed. Everybody reacts differently. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, the the tendency um, is to is to ignore it. But if mm-hmm. we pay attention... We all have stress signals, you know, so your eye twitches. You not only can't you sleep, but you've got this physical twitch in your eye. You, you've <laughs> got an itchiness on your skin, um, you know, make up whatever it is that you do or manifest when this happens. And that's the time to take action, not to yeah. wait till it goes further, because the, the fourth stage is the really, really detrimental one. Mm-hmm. You feel like a failure.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: feel helpless and it can even move toward a crisis situation when it doesn't need to be. And I, I had a wonderful friend once who used to say to put things in perspective, is it a mm-hmm. lump in your oatmeal, a mm-hmm. lump in your throat yeah. or a lump in your breast? Yeah. And act accordingly because, yeah. and the other one that always works is, you know, will this matter three weeks from now? Mm-hmm. Because I tend to think we are, An overachieving society, and we think that everything is critical, when in all honesty, not everything is critical exactly right exactly
1: right but again you know when you're in that stressed out state it feels like everything is critical you know and i love i love that analogy Uh, so it was a lump in your oatmeal a lump in your throat or a lump in your breast yes i thought it was
0: marvelous i I I, love that yes i've I've used it many many times and i I credit it her name was june Mm -hmm. and she was an amazing woman and you know I was in a stressful period, and and she said that to me, and I thought, huh, I've been catastrophizing everything, yeah. and that, you know, it was probably an early on time period where I didn't recognize all those things. I had young children, and I was dealing with things, but I've kept that and passed that on. So feel free to pass it on. I will. <laughs> I think it's very useful. Yeah. Uh, because just because, well, we are not everything is not as important as it appears when we get to a stage where we have little perspective. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I love that it's a pattern interrupt because we, we get in the pattern of stress, we get in the pattern of burnout. And if we have someone, especially it's trusted like that in our lives that says, Hey, let's put some perspective on this. Mm-hmm. It can help us
0: come out of that state. You well, know? you're so right with the patterns because yeah. It, 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 one of the the best skills in life you can learn is to recognize your own patterns, mm-hmm. because then it helps you to recognize patterns in others. So you may be of help when you see a friend struggling, uh, because you recognize it in you. Mm-hmm. You can now see it in others, and I that is something I've worked on over the years because I I think that if we are recognizing and affirming that as women we have a lot on our plates mm-hmm. that. The more self-aware we are, the more outer-aware we can also be. Oh, absolutely.
1: And then you start to move through life with more grace and more gratitude mm-hmm. and more understanding for your fellow human being. Mm-hmm. And it just it makes the world better, even just your little pocket of it. It's wonderful. Well, if we don't start with the pockets. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Where are we going to be? I have a vision that one of these days, all the little pockets will eventually meet up. (laughs) I would love that. I would love that.
0: I I liken it to having all the little drops become an ocean. Yes. It really would be nice because sometimes we feel as though we are emptying the ocean one teaspoon at a time Mm -hmm. and we're not the only one that's doing that. So I think a lot of times affirmation and recognition of each other and our struggles, you know, is a unifier. It's not, you know, a pity party. It's more of, wow, we have a common experience. And how are we going to manage to get through that?
1: Right. Because we are in it together far more than, than we tend to think about, especially when we're, we're hitting that point where we feel overwhelmed. It feels like we're by ourselves in the world. And, and it's just not true. We're not,
0: we're all in this together no but there's nothing worse than feeling alone in the midst of people and i think people have been there and that's just a very sinking feeling so we are going to move into the net after the next break we're going to move into you know how can you work to avoid burnout how can you ease yourself out of a, a destructive pattern and so We will have a short break and come right back continuing our discussion with Megan Winkler. Stay tuned, there's more to come. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
4: was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hearty bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hug him a dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to hypothermia. It's Day I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app Too funny for words.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
4: Sleep
3: deprivation is not good for multiple reasons. But did you know that it could be one of the culprits that's making you gain weight? Sleep deprivation has an impact on cognitive restraint. When you are overly tired, foods that are high fat and high calorie can be even more tempting. And because you are deprived of the proper amount of sleep, you may not be able to restrain yourself like you would if you were rested. According to Columbia University researchers, sleep deprivation can lead to more calories consumed. They found that women who only got four hours of sleep the night before ate 329 more calories in a nine-hour period compared to those who weren't sleep-deprived. And men ate 263 more calories when sleep-deprived. So get the proper amount of sleep and keep your calorie consumption down. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
0: Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion on burnout, and I think this is a topic that we could talk about for hours. I did want to insert that at times that you are at a a stressful point, we have friends who are um, relaxed, uh, very supportive and helpful, and sometimes we also have friends who are chaotic, Mm -hmm. and they run amok, and you love them to death, but they're very comfortable in their chaos. You just don't want to catch that chaos at that period of time, and so you are influenced at the lower periods and the high periods as well with who you surround yourself with, and and I would suggest, and it, it has worked for me pretty well, if you are in a time of, of great stress and exhaustion and all of that, that you do take care to put the people around you more frequently that are calming that don't feed the hysteria or the uh, responsibility aholicism
4: mm-hmm. and
0: and that kind of thing. would you agree with that? We are influenced by those around us?: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know I've got friends of all different walks of life. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I tend to attract people who have kind of a innate manic energy to them, some more than others. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. If I'm in that point where I'm stressed out or I've just had a long, long week and I'm just, I don't have the energy to be the grounding force in someone else's life. Mm-hmm. That's the person that I just choose to not be with at that time. You know what I mean? And it's yes. not that I, you know, what I, it, it's not that I dislike being with this person. It's not that I care any less for them. It, I don't cut them out of my life. I just know that I, you know, I don't have time to deal with the madness in their, their life. The, like you said, that kind of the, the chaos and there's, there's some people that really do thrive off, yes. you know, being busy all the time or being kind of chaotic or, or, or whatever. And that's just how they're built. It's totally Mm -hmm. fine. But yeah, if you were not one of those people, (laughs) then I would not suggest hanging out with those people in your life when you are in your own chaotic
0: moments. But again, don't you think communication helps at times like this? If you are aware enough to know that you are stressed Mm -hmm. and, you you then talk to those who have a more calming effect on you and said, I, I really need an injection of your calm and your foundational sense, and I trust you. And if we can ask for help in that way, which is oh so hard and has taken me many years to learn, there is a piece in that because people love being asked I once said to someone, you are the most serene person to be around that I know. And I need that right now. And she looked at me, she goes, me serene? (laughs) And I said, yes, you are, you are just serene to be around. You are calming. You are this amazing presence Mm -hmm. and you don't even have to speak. And she was touched by that. And I think sometimes we give gifts to people. When we recognize what they bring to our lives. And as you said, the, the energy and the, uh, you called it madness, which can some can label <laughs> magic. You know, it just, it just depends on your mindset and what you like to be around. Yeah. But there are times when we are better served by knowing to, to chill a bit mm-hmm. and to be around those who are more relaxed. But I'll never forget telling her that because she didn't feel serene. And I know that she yeah. felt really Im- empowered mm-hmm. after hearing that, because that's a good thing to hear that you are a support to someone and you're serene, and I'm sure they went around going, wow, I never thought to add that to my resume, yeah. but that's pretty cool. It's such a
1: beautiful compliment. I absolutely love that, and, and who knows what was going on in their lives, right? They right. might have been hitting their own stress point and didn't realize that they were having that effect on other people, you know, that mm-hmm. serene quality and all that. That's so cool.
0: Well, it's, it's a nice way of engagement. It is. Because I, I've learned to unfilter what I'm thinking sometimes mm-hmm. and, and to tell people exactly, you know, how much I appreciate X, Y, or Z about them. And I have found that it, it builds a tighter bond mm-hmm. and it shows that you're paying attention. In this whirlwind life of ours, mm-hmm. we don't often take the time to engage in a way that builds. You know, it's, how are you? Fine. And, and <laughs> yeah. you move on your merry way when we know the answer is not really fine, but you don't really want to hear the truth. So right. that's just a quick Reader's Digest version. But I do think that being able to say to people compliments and uh, the gratitude part, mm-hmm. you know, you brought it up earlier, grace and gratitude. Mm-hmm. If, if we can shift into that during times, of stress as it becomes a default only if you practice it mm-hmm. when you know that you're becoming snappish and exhausted etc but mm-hmm. if you can put in some of that gratitude and affirmation of others it helps you it does it absolutely does gratitude is one of the most
1: powerful practices in my opinion that we could we could have access to and it's so easy I mean, just, you could write down five things that you're grateful for right now. And like, it could be air conditioning and central <laughs> lighting. And I mean, it can be
0: a roof difficult. over your head,
1: right? Yes. You're breathing. You're alive, you know? So it, it doesn't have to be like this huge thing, but I'm, I'm of the opinion that, you know, we could always do with more compliments. And there's so much of, uh, the comparison out there. And I think comparison absolutely feeds. Burnout and stress, and we see, like you were saying earlier, we see the highlight reels, right? And mm-hmm. we don't tend to see our friends more often than not, we see our friends in their higher points. I mean, they might be dealing with some stress and all that, but usually we kind of retreat and stay home under the blankets when we're, you know, depleted of all that energy and we're stressed out and we can't, just can't do it anymore. Um, so it's easy to think, oh, well, so-and-so is always happy or so-and-so always has it together. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel like they have it together. And so if we kind of share those compliments, we share that gratitude to that friend who's always there, all that, that helps build them up. And it also helps us express that gratitude for them, which elevates
0: our mood. It's, it's like magic. I love it so much. It does. It, it builds things up. And I think that there is a stress in the world about who's so busy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Busyness is almost a badge of honor. Thankfully that seems to be retreating a bit because I think as mindfulness practices become and self care become words that people accept as opposed to eye roll about. Mm-hmm. I think that that is changing for the better at this point. But yeah. I, I wonder though if our, our goals that we set for ourselves mm-hmm. are often so high and mm-hmm. we don't, we don't accept the small wins along the way. We, we don't praise ourselves when we have achieved something small. We immediately move on to the next one. Right, and so not recognizing the accomplishments, the small things that go along the way i I think can bring us down because we're not recognizing the good things that we've done and we're achieving, and all we're looking at is the mountain that's seven mm-hmm. or eight ranges away as opposed to the hill you just. Right mounted. And and I think this is a pattern that goes all your life. I think you start to accept where how far you're gonna get across the mountain ranges. (laughs) Um but that takes time. It does. It does. It's kind of like
1: if I can use like a a weight loss analogy here. Mm Um I think that's always such a big thing for women and it's like you have this goal that by such and such date you wanna have lost twenty five pounds. And Because you haven't lost 25 pounds yet because you've been doing this for a month, but you've lost two pounds and maybe you've, you know, gone down like half an inch around your waist and maybe you've developed some healthier, better habits that are going to sustain you throughout the rest of your life. And if you ignore those little uh, benchmarks, those little goals that have been achieved because you haven't lost those 25 pounds yet. Mm-hmm. You're probably never going to get there because you're just wearing yourself out emotionally and kind of beating yourself up over it.
0: Well, don't you think often we set goals that are just too far reaching mm-hmm. that are destined to fail when if we set smaller steps? So, mm-hmm. yes, that can still be your goal. Sure. Uh, whether it's weight loss or a, a job or mm-hmm. your, your, Child and whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you set the small if you back it down, yes. you know, back away <laughs> from it, how do you break it into small bites so that mm-hmm. you will get there and also recognize the checkoff you know when you reach one of those mini goals again i don't know that we recognize and celebrate the small wins i I would venture to say no, we don't we if we you know took a walk, we wish we'd run mm-hmm. um, if we yeah. ate something healthy today and then had ice cream the next day, we Mm -hmm. punish ourselves instead of recognizing that, you know, life is not a linear graph Mm -hmm. and it it has wiggles and squiggles like spaghetti. (laughs) But if the upward trend is good, that's something to be proud of. Yeah, it's always making progress. Um,
1: I know a young woman who's in her early twenties who has a bunch of career goals for when, by the time she's 30. And they're, in my opinion, a little, uh, too far stretching for, for herself. She might make it. I don't know. But in the process of focusing on those goals for when she's 30, she is not recognizing her successes now. And it's really, it's hard to watch because Mm -hmm. as you get older, you realize, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time focusing on this thing, whatever this thing is, career, family, life, whatever, that I didn't recognize all of the wonderful small steps along the way that were their own successes. Mm -hmm. Well said thank you. And so I, I, I hope that with, with time and wisdom, things will change for her. And I think it will, because I think, I think that we've all kind of gone through that at some point in our lives, Mm -hmm. um, where we're just so focused on the big thing and we're so focused on having everything right now. And that's (laughs) just, hard. It's so hard
0: and it's virtually
1: impossible. Well,
0: and you're not a failure. No, absolutely. I, I mean, that's the funny part is when we set these unrealistic lofty goals it, and we don't achieve them, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to reset the goal timeline a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And, and, and yet, you know, there's so many factors that go into that, you know, your upbringing, your, your situation at the moment. But I think that we don't want to miss the now. We are not promised tomorrow. And so if we do not recognize and have gratitude and enjoy, you yes. know, savor today, you know, there, there are no guarantees. And so I, I constantly, tell myself that savor this moment you will have time to get to the next one Mm -hmm. so we're on our final break we're going into our final break of the program we're going to talk about prioritizing time setting boundaries and learning that selfish is not a bad word which i think we've been conditioned to think stay tuned we'll be right back We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages.
2: It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond.
3: A hundred years ago, only about 10% of adults were overweight. But today, an estimated 61% of Americans are overweight. Yet, we have the same genes as our ancestors. What's changed isn't our genes, but our lifestyle. Our lives have become more sedentary and our daily activity level has decreased for the days of our past relatives. We have loads of unhealthy processed food and easily accessed fast food. Ultimately, your behavior determines the number on the scale. If you choose healthy, low-calorie food and exercise, you can lose weight or maintain your present weight. Choose the right behaviors and reap the rewards of a healthy lifestyle. Stay active, eat light, nutritious food, and watch your health increase as your weight decreases. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond.
2: If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with lessons in joyful living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at Noon Central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi.
0: come back we are finally at the let's bring it all together stage so how do we set better boundaries how do we prioritize our time so that we're not absolutely creating madness in our world how do we surround ourselves with people at the right time how are we so self aware and 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 start a pattern that says I I need to keep tabs on how my physical, mental, and emotional health is or fitness is. I I prefer to use that, mental fitness. Um, How resilient can I be if I'm completely burned out? I'm not going to rebound as quickly. I'm going to get sick more often. My immune system will be depressed. So let's talk about how and what do you recommend for starting to, to change things from the beginning, the small steps you take, to the greater strides you make when you have achieved some level of prioritizing that lets you avoid burnout so it doesn't happen as often.
1: Yeah. I think the first step really, and so much of this stuff is, is this is the first step, is to recognize those patterns um i found out uh, just by kind of looking at how my energy level was throughout the week all that that i would start monday morning and i would feel like i had to do everything for the week on monday just not the case but then as you can imagine my energy level went down every day after that that by Friday I was just worn out mm-hmm. then I go into the weekend and then you know the Sunday scary start Sunday evening we're like oh my goodness I'm gonna get pelted by all the stuff at work and life mm-hmm. um and it, when I changed that and luckily I, I have some flexibility in my schedule and I know not everyone does. There's plenty of work places where, you know, you've got the 9am Monday meeting to sync up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like, what can you do in your calendar that, um, can make space for you. Um, that maybe you're not taking a bunch of phone calls on Monday. Maybe you do those Tuesday morning. Uh, maybe you do something that my family has kind of just, we've all fallen into where we go out to eat usually on Monday evenings. Because Then none of us have to cook. None of us have to clean up.
0: And it's a time for interesting
1: yeah, and it just we didn't like discuss it or anything, but it just kind of evolved and now it's something we look forward to and it gives us a time to sync up all three of us and see how Monday started, what the rest of the week looks like, you know, all that. Um, but how can you kind of build even if you don't have control over your work schedule? How can you control a little more of your social schedule and your evening schedule so that you just don't feel like you're doing everything? You know, is there something your, your partner can take care of or your spouse can take care of for you? You know, is there a way that I've got a a coach friend of mine who is amazingly busy and she, the other day messages me and says, I am doing a grocery delivery service and it has revolutionized my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are the things that change, right? That's a great thought.
1: Yeah. Just those little things. If you can make little changes or maybe you decide that Thursday evening is the evening you draw a bubble bath for yourself and that's just your non negotiable, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, you make sure you're at a Saturday afternoon yoga class and if somebody says, "Hey, let's go shopping. Let's go to lunch," you prioritize your self care first. I think those yeah. little things. Really I think so too.
0: On and I would venture to say too. I have a, a wonderful friend who says um, I build in recess in every day, yeah. and he's a very very busy consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying around six business cards and wearing as many hats, mm-hmm. and. I left because by his building recess Mm -hmm. into his life, which you can, you know, imagine that can be anything from uh, a lunch with a friend to uh, building something to repairing, you Mm -hmm. know, something, whatever gives him joy, it really helps because his is a 24-7 job and great stress. And I I also just love the word recess. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that fun? But it but it just conveys what it needs to convey. Yeah. And I really like that. And and so that sort of fits with what you're talking about to make space for you, but it doesn't even need to be at, at night or at a time that you're not supposed to be at work. You can build in recess to your work day. And it may be mean getting out of your chair and walking a block and a half mm-hmm. and turning around in the fresh air and coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be very small things because I think that's the other thing we do. We tend to sit ourselves down and we're too sedentary mm-hmm. and a body in motion stays in motion. Mm-hmm. And once you become a couch potato, it's hard to turn it around.
1: It is. Yeah. I mean, something as small as, um, I had a a small editorial team that I worked with several years ago and we would periodically just all go on a walk around the neighborhood together and we, we couldn't talk about work stuff, but we could talk about anything else. And that was great. But something as simple as get up, please, 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 everyone, get up from your desk and eat your lunch somewhere else.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's just, it's the smallest thing. And if you work in an office situation and they've got a, if you're lucky enough, they have a really cool central kitchen or something like that. Get up and go socialize with people. Um, walk around, stretch outside. I love, I love the idea of recess because of course I went immediately to a playground image in my head. But how can you kind of interject those moments of joy and those breaks throughout your day?
0: We have walking trails right near our offices. And so as fall approaches and finally arrives, Mm -hmm. it's lovely to just take 15 minutes. It's all it takes to refresh your mind. And there's something about sunshine and air. And you mentioned socialize. It also can be helpful to spend time With yourself and Mm -hmm. just breathing in that air and, and being glad you're alive Mm -hmm. and listening, listening for the birds. Don't put music in your ears unless you want to. But there's something about nature that restores. There's something about grass that grounds. There's, it's very simple, but you know, we don't exist with nature the way we did you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. And and so it's nice to reinsert that back into your life and your recess. Yes, absolutely. And, and it is a
1: myth that says, Oh, if I spend 15 minutes in nature, or if I spend 15 minutes socializing at lunch, that I'm going to lose that time, because it's right. not true. You're going to come back and you're going to be as productive, if not more
0: productive with that little break. Well, and I also think sometimes it builds your creativity. Oh, it does. Absolutely. Because you, you have a little time to ponder. You can, uh, ruminate on um, what went on in the morning. And f- I don't know. I've, I find resolution, um, both, <laughs> both walking and it, I have shower epiphanies because yeah. I think those are also wonderful. They are. Places to, to think and be creative. But I also know that when we are creative, we feel alive. And that creativity may mean, ah, I finally know what to say to that client. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, I have a solution to that problem on the website. And mm-hmm. sometimes just getting out of our stay it pattern, we mm-hmm. can find a new solution that we didn't know existed until we gave our mind some space.
1: Yeah, and it absolutely needs that space. And I'm, I'm sure you know from experience, I know I do, that when you're stressed out, the first thing to go is your creativity. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, as it, as it has, at least in my life, it's inevitable when I need to be creative and creatively problem solve something, it's usually when I'm stressed out and I can't do it. <laughs> so giving yourself that break is
0: so essential. And it's funny, I, I even listen to the words I use. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm saying I'm, I am so stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, one of my coach friends said, just insert the word, I feel stressed yes. and it will take away some of that power mm-hmm. of, I've got to find a resolution. Yes. It's, it's just bothering me so badly. Yes. Um, I'm feeling stressed and usually you then go to, okay, why am I mm-hmm. feeling stressed and yeah. what can I reduce in this list or, or what is really A nice to have, not a need to have, because we are not able to manage everything all the time. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is a word that is tossed around a lot. Mm -hmm. It can be mindfulness about breathing, mindfulness about being on this earth, mindfulness in meditation or yoga. What does mindfulness mean in a general sense to you?
1: Mindfulness is not something that you just kind of pick up and put down. Mindfulness really is a way of life and it's tuning into the present moment. And that can be as simple, honestly, as stirring cream in your coffee Mm -hmm. and just focusing on that. And we, we've tried to multitask so much And it's really hard on your system. It's hard on your brain and your body. It's very
0: hard on your brain, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you can separate those moments out and focus on the present moment, that's really what mindfulness is all about, is focusing on the present moment. So whether that's through dance or um you know folding your laundry and just folding your laundry and just being there with your thoughts and the clothes in front of you <laughs> you know that's practicing mindfulness and th- and throughout that you can say how do i feel you know what what was my day like that sort of thing
0: well i'm one of those people to whom all senses make a difference so if i'm folding laundry i'm thinking doesn't this feel soft and delicious and just you know awesome. Would you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and fresh laundry smells yeah. wonderful. And sun-dried sheets are mm-hmm. just amazing to fold and, and put away. So if you can kind of make a sensory experience out of some of the most mundane things, mm-hmm. that's a tiny recess that you just gave yourself in your mind. Yes. And I, I bet if you pay attention afterward, you'll find that you're calmer.
1: You are, because the sensory experiences, they're happening in the present moment. And I always like to tell people that stress happens when you're stressed out about something that happened in the past or worried about something that happened in the future. And Mm -hmm. so even if you can just take two minutes to tune into what you're sensing right now physically, it'll help interrupt that. So then you can go back to, you know, your tasks
0: and, and all that. Well those will all wait for you. But our listeners may want to know more and you go to Megan Winkler, M E G A N Winkler, the word wink, L E R dot com, Megan dot com. And she's also on Instagram at the Megan Winkler. And we are grateful to talk about burnout. I think we all could use tips and stories and things that we've shared today to avoid this very insidious part of life right now and if we can minimize it in our lives we hope that we've given you some tips to minimize it in yours or at least start you on a path to reduce it in yours because the present is also another word for gift Mm -hmm. and so the gift of today is to stay in the present and megan thank you so much for your time today
1: thank you Linda.
0: very welcome Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.
2: Innovation divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections,